What's up? We're back. This is Shema. And I'm Tiffany, and you're listening to Chai Tea Party. part of this. How you doing? I'm good. I had a long day at work, but it went smoothly, and uh, I'm glad to be out, and I'm glad tomorrow's Friday, so. Yeah. yeah that's that's very true. Payday yeah. Friday. <laughs> For sure. We're recording on a Thursday today. Um, so, I know Vidya from college. We met through an acapella group that we're both a part of. Right? That's how we met. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know Vidya. <laughs> Yeah. Um, your sister and I went to high school. Yeah. And I would come over and I think you were just the annoying Brady little sister, which is why we got along because I also in my family and the Brady little sister. So. <laughs> Woo! That was 14 years ago. Wow, wow. Yeah. really? Yeah. That's crazy. I, I didn't know you guys knew each other for that long. Yeah. So, yeah, I met your sister beginning of freshman year of high school. <laughs> Wow, man. So that's been a long time. Yeah, I just dated myself there, so uh, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> so in this episode, we have a bit of a heavy topic. We are talking about abuse in relationships, so that will cover mental, physical, emotional, and verbal abuse that happens. So Vidya is going to be telling her story of something that ha- that she's recently experienced. This isn't um, a generalization. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a generalization of that guy's character. It's not anything yeah. like that. It's just how it happened to me. Yeah, and you know, that's a big thing with... Um, I think people tend to think that when stuff like this happens, it's... And maybe it is, but it, people just start to think that it's that person's always like that. Yeah. And I don't think that's true. It's, it's, it's a lot about how the dynamic between the two people... Um, Face the mic more. It, um... <clears throat> when you are not getting along when you're not meant to be together and you start spiraling downwards into unhealthy and poisonous like choices in your life or in their relationship like you're gonna start doing things to each other that you never thought you would ever do to another person and it's not a characterization of him it's not anything like that and I know that he regrets it but you know it did happen to me and I do want to share it because it's therapeutic for me, too. Right, exactly. And I'm so glad that you are brave enough to come on this show with us, feel comfortable enough with us to talk about this. I'm so glad that you're putting it out there. Yeah, and I think it's important for people to know that they're not alone, that this happens to a lot of girls. Like, um, you know, we're only, we're in our 20s, and it still happens to women that are married. It happens to teenagers. It happens to people that are, you know, with somebody. It doesn't matter if it's a uh, man and a woman in a relationship a man, another man, or two women, this stuff still happens. I think it's going to be very helpful for people to be able to relate. So, yeah, you, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you met and how long you guys were together? Okay, so I was dating a guy from 2010 to 2012. This is while you are in college, right? This is while I, was, while I was in college. That was the freshman year to sophomore year, end of sophomore year. 
I guess that's the time period. I don't know. Really, I'm really bad at math. That's why I'm not an engineer. Anyways, <laughs> um, and as soon as I broke up with him, I met my abusive ex um, at a bar, and it was very fleeting. Um, he was surrounded by girls. He was this, you know, beautiful, gorgeous, six foot three male that I stared at with my mouth gaping open, and I was like, "Wow, this guy's amazingly handsome." I don't think I could ever. He's way out of my league, right? Oh, wow. So he, you know, didn't even notice me that day, and then that was that. I didn't think I would ever see him again. I mean, machine, you know, Michigan State's a huge college. It's not like you know you're gonna see the same person every day unless you live in the same building. So soon after that, I had I had broken up with my with my freshman year boyfriend and my friend from high school. She was like, you know, you need to get over him. I'm gonna take you to this party. There's this really hot guy, which ended up being the same guy I saw at the bar, which I didn't I couldn't make the correlation. I hadn't hadn't seen his face yet. So we went to the party, and she was like, he's really hot you guys should hook up, <laughs> that'll help you get over him, and I was like, okay, great, so I went to this party, and um, I walk in, and I see him and his two friends sitting on the couch, and they immediately stop talking, and look at us, and I was like, oh, I mean, I am the only, like, ethnic person in this room, maybe that's what I was you know what I mean? so, because this is in, like, what, Ferndale or something, so it was not, like, you know, very oh, uh, ethnically diverse, no, no, it was back at home, it was oh, my, it was okay. his friend's it was his friend's 21st birthday. Okay. okay. And so she needed company, so she asked me to come along. And so I went there. Oh. Or his roommate's 21st birthday. And uh, I went there, and it was great. And he came up to me. And honestly, when I look back on the first thing he said, it was pathetic. <laughs> like, what he said was not clever. It was not original. It was nothing... Over the, it's just like it coming out of his face was like <laughs> the most unbelievable thing. I don't think I was really listening <laughs> because he was that beautiful. <laughs> so he's sitting there and he goes, <laughs> he goes, you're the prettiest thing in this room. Wow. You should get an award for that. <laughs> Anyways, he gave or he took my number down and we were hanging out, everything. And, and then they ended up going to the bar because I was not 21 yet. I was 19. And so they went to the bar, they came back, and I was hanging out with my girlfriend at this house until they got back. At that point, her and her boyfriend started fighting, and then we were leaving, and he came into the car and was very, like, respectful and was like, it was really nice to meet you, you're beautiful, like, I can't wait to, like, hang out with you, I'll text you tomorrow, whatever. And he did. And we continued talking until we started hanging out at State. And um, everything was great. It was a lot of fun at first, like, you know when you first meet someone, you are, like, so good at being super chill and super, you know, not, like, anal about everything and everything. So I was, right. like, really good at that, giving a space and everything. It was, um, I was leaving that February for Australia. I was going to Australia for a five-month-long study abroad trip for the semester there abroad. He asked me to stay back. He asked me to wow. cancel my ticket, and he was wow. like, why don't you wow. stay back with me? Like, I don't want you to leave. Like, I, whatever. Everything was fine. Oh, man. He was really upset about it, and, like, before I left, I was like, so what are we what are we doing here? Like, what do you want us to be? And he said, and I was like, am I your girlfriend? He was like, yeah, sure. Let's, yeah, I want you to be my girlfriend. 
So I was like, okay, I'll be, that's great, you know? Again, coming out of his face, I was like, this is the greatest thing that could ever happen to me in my entire life. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, <laughs> so it was like, I mean, you guys know how that feels, like, right, being oh, right. next yeah. to someone that's like, so, oh man, he was, anyway, so I went to Australia, and before going, he told me he loved me, New Year's Eve, um, that, how long were you guys together at that point? <laughs> It was a month. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but for him, he told me that he had never decided to be in a relationship. He never thought he would be the relationship type. I had changed his mind. I had turned his life around. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was this, you know, angel that descended from heaven and fell into his arms and, you know, I'm ready to be, you know, let's be together forever. And that was it. He told me he wanted me to come back and marry him. Wow. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. Right. It was really, really quick, really fast, way too quick now that I look at it. And I'm, you know, so whatever. you weren't, so you didn't think it then. No, I you thought this is so sweet. This He's is really perfect. into me. This is awesome. I, I was, right. mm -hmm. um, like, if I try and remember how I felt that time before leaving for Australia, it was the happiest I've ever felt okay. at that moment, at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went to Australia and we talked almost every minute that he was not sleeping because you know at that point it's like eight hours or something ahead, or behind or something like that in Australia. So any minute he wasn't sleeping, we were talking, and he would ditch his friends and stay back for me, and we would Skype, like, basically all the time, and and whatever, and he never expressed that he didn't like that, or he didn't feel comfortable about that, and I was being too needy or anything like that. He never said anything like that, but I felt like I could act like that because he he told me he wanted to marry me, so it was not right. like, you know, I'm still trying to feel you out. If, if that was the case, I would have been like, we should pick this up when I get back. I'm going there for half a year almost. Right. You know, like, I'm not gonna, that's not plausible to stay together for five months. But he tells me he wants to marry me, so I'm like, alright, so this is, you know, I'm set. We're doing this. I found, yeah, yeah. you know, why not just jump head first? I'm 19 years old. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's people that are high school sweethearts that stay together forever, you know, whatever. Like, and, I can do yeah, this. Yeah, it's not like it's the, you're the only person that could happen to. Yeah. Like, it I, does happen to people. Exactly. So, we get there, and he's spending time, whatever, and then he goes to spring break. Oh, I completely forgot. When I first go there, he decides that he wants to come to Australia to visit me. Oh. So is he, he starts, older than you? Yes, he is three years older than me. Okay. okay. Two, two and a half years, maybe? So he's a senior in college by this point. Well, he went to the community college and okay. then transferred, so he was a little behind. Okay. I think he was a junior at that point. So he tells me that he wants to come to Australia for me, and he basically ends up failing all of his classes to work full-time with his father and raise enough money for a ticket. And so this was his, like, last month of that semester. He goes to spring break, then went to Germany with his family, and then came to Australia. So th all that happened. He came to Australia. It was great. Until the th problem started. And in Australia? Yes, in Australia. So he comes there. How, wait, how long did he visit you for? A month. It was, like, the last month I was there. Okay. And then we came back together. He started being really playful with my roommate. That girl was super hot. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, she was super hot. And she was a model and whatever. And he would start teasing her, playing with her, tickling her, and and I was oh my like gosh. Yeah, and like you just like being really playful and I'm like, What are you doing? <laughs> but, you know, obviously I'm not strong enough or independent enough to be like, What are you doing? I was like, Okay, whatever. Pretending to be okay with it. Pretending pretending to be okay with it. It's okay, I trust him, whatever. Um, we come back 
we are hanging out, whatever. We go out to a bar once. He, I don't remember what happened that day. He told, he tells, oh, so the bartender came to ask us if we wanted drinks. And he goes, yeah, uh, I'll have a shot if it's named after you. And he's, she's like, what's that? And he's like, beautiful. And I'm like, did what he say f- this in front of you? In front of me at the bar. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? Like, don't. I walked out, I had a tantrum, walked out. I know I shouldn't have acted like that. It was so immature, and oh my gosh, I just want to go back and slap I mean, myself I in the face. I think it's warranted with yeah. something like that. And obviously, like, being in the clouds that I was, I came back, and I came back to him after leaving, and I was, like, trying to, like, ask him why. And, like, from there on, it just went whoosh downhill. Like, I'm skiing down the snowy slope. It was bad. Wow. Um, his friends started turning against me. At times he would promise me things and then he wouldn't show up. And so like one time, for example, we went out and then I, we decided to go and get food after. And so I was leaving the bar and I said, Hey, I'll meet you in line. He ended up never showing. I bought him food. I bought myself food. I got back and he was there like chilling with his roommates. And I'm like, and that's when like the first time I called him out angrily in front of his friends. I don't give a shit. So I called him out. I called him out in front of his friends. I was like, you fucker. Like, how dare you? Like, tell me you're going to be there for me. And then you leave. And then you make me do all this work and whatever. And then it just went downhill from there. It got, started getting name calling. He was calling you names? He was calling me names. I was calling him names. Mm -hmm. It was bad. And then it came, it was just really bad. I didn't, if I wasn't crying, I was angry. If I wasn't angry, I was crying. And it was just like really shitty. Mm -hmm. And there was times when like... Like, whenever... I'm, I'm such a compassionate girlfriend. I know that for a fact. My current boyfriend says that I'm the most compassionate person he's ever met. I would go... When he would say, I'm sick, I need, like, I need medicine or, like, take care of me, I would immediately leave my apartment, go straight to his place, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, pamper him and, and tend to his, like, every need. And, and I took care of him so well. And there was one time I had the worst strep and fever ever and I called him and I was like I really need your help I really need like some kind of food I have no energy to make myself food I haven't eaten all day I need you to come to my house and like help me he's like oh um I decided to go to a party it's like my it's like our neighbor's friend's friend's birthday and they invited us so we decided to go and he was like I'll be there at 12 a.m. so I'm I'm crying and I'm upset and I cry myself to sleep. Oh, no. He shows up at 4 a.m., blackout, plastered, drunk. I told him to sleep on the couch, and I went and slept on my bed, and that was that. And I dropped him off the next morning. I didn't talk to him. He didn't even give a shit. I know. I can see it in his... I just remember the look on his face, like, eh, I don't care. Like, it was just nothing. He didn't apologize to me. He didn't say anything to me. He didn't acknowledge me. it at all. He didn't acknowledge doing that. Like, how fucking dare you, right? And all through this time, he's been, like was really mean to me he would use me he would like you know manipulate me and then once he moved to his uh most recent place before he graduated this his neighbor his neighbors would always flirt with him and always just like grind on him and do like stupid shit and like touch him and whatever and i would always be like i don't trust those girls i don't feel comfortable with you hanging out with them but Mm -hmm. obviously that didn't matter you're overreacting Whatever, and, okay, so he goes to their friend's friend's birthday party. He comes at 4 a.m. I fucking tell him to sleep on the couch. I don't give a shit. Drop him off the next morning at class. And, um, we went to a party together. Apparently, one of them teaches him to this thing where you put your hand in the middle of someone's chest and you go like this and you can always find their nipple. 
Whoa! This should be a freaking, you know, NCBI, like, uh, journal that's like, you know, in the medical journal. This is some kind of freaking new... I don't even... Whatever. <laughs> so... <laughs> so he, he goes around doing this to girls. Are you serious? What? He goes around doing this to girls. And I see him once doing this to a girl. And I'm like... Are you fucking kidding me? So we go back to his place, and I'm like, how dare you touch that girl like that? And he's like, I didn't touch her boob. I'm like, you fucking did no, something sorry, you like touched that. touched her nipple. You stuff. touched her fucking breast. I don't want you touching that. It's not. It's like I'm, I'm not going up to dudes and grabbing their junk. Right. So that night, I called him out when we got back to the apartment, and that was when he first got abusive with me. Force, like, he got angry that I called him out. His roommate was there. He literally threw me against a wall, tried to push me out of the house, kicked me, called the cops on me. What? He called the cops on me because he was saying I was he didn't want me there, I was trespassing on his property, and <sighs> that he was going to call the cops to escort me off their property. Oh my gosh. And his roommate was like, you are overreacting. Like, Vidya, just go into the, like, our neighbor's place and sleep there for the night. And so that was, like, the first time I got abusive. How and then, long into the relationship was this? This was two... Two years passed into okay. it. So I was putting up with a lot of shit by this point. Right. And I was getting very paper thin. By this point, things were just down in the rocks. We're trying to work it out. We're trying to tell each other. And the next morning, he's like, he tells me, I'm so sorry, whatever. And, and of course, I forgive him because I'm deeply in love with him. Or I guess I think I am. Well, I don't think I have been... I, think, I don't think I was in love with him since I came back to, from Australia. I just told myself I was in love with him, and then I was too afraid to be alone. Yeah. So, okay. you know, that yeah. is a, yeah. a fuel mm -hmm. for a lot of people's relationship, right. and it's kind of really sad. So, But then <clears throat> when you look back, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. you look back and you're like, you kind of have all these realizations. Like you just said, that like at the first point where the stuff started to happen is where you really started to fall out of love. Mm -hmm. But you tell yourself something different. And then it's, you start to picture yourself without that person. Yeah. And when you've planned your entire life like you guys had, like you were going to get married, you are going to do all these things, you, you, not seeing that picture and kind of losing the grasp of it is part of the hardest part of it, I think. Yeah. So that's all going down, whatever. We keep trying to get over each other and stuff like that. Or, I mean, uh, get over the incident. And um, around March of 2015, I broke up with him because... I met another guy through the program that I was uh, through, that I was um, in, and he was so sweet, and he was really nice, and he was like, it's really sweet when guys like remember small things. Like he told yep. me that he remembered the first time I smiled at one of his jokes and what I was wearing the first time I met him and Aww, stuff like that. That's really sweet. Sweet of him. Mm -hmm. Like, oh wow. And he's like, I thought you were way out of my league. I didn't think you would ever talk to me. And I'm like, that's so sweet. Like, this kid was smart and nice and and really fun and whatever. And he was clever and he was creative and everything because he used to, like, design the shirts for the group, for the program, because there was, like, a club that was associated with the program. So I, like, really got into this guy. And I told myself that's not fair to my or my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, I, if I'm feeling this, then that's also cheating. Mm -hmm. So I told him, I don't... I don't think we should be together anymore. I'm not, like, you know, I just don't. And he was like, no, like, give me another chance. Like, he wasn't taking it seriously at first, but then 
when I told him that I was serious, he would be like, just give me another chance. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, and he he told me like he couldn't study and he, it was like during finals week and he couldn't study and he was doing poorly in classes and whatever. And, and like, he was begging me like, I've changed. I swear I've changed. I'm, I'm whatever. And, um, right in the 24 hours. Yeah. Completely changed. Exactly. So, (laughs) so this thing with that kid from my, from the program that I was in, um, that ran for a couple weeks, and um, that was after I broke up with my boyfriend. We talked about science stuff, and like it was so different and so nice to like be in the same field as someone, and like actually have the same interests and 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 stuff like that. And it was really nice to have that connection. It's like an extra connection because I was trying to find any way to connect with my boyfriend at that point, right? Mm-hmm but there was nothing I could see and I was hanging out with him with the new guy and then the new guy saying I think you should figure out what you really want because at that point my boyfriend was asking me or my ex-boyfriend at the time was asking me to give him another chance and I was like okay I'll consider it and he was like I think you should either completely decide to be with this guy or completely not be with him forever and then get back together with me or like you know get back with me if you're still interested and I said, well, that's smart. You're protecting yourself. So I did. Well, that's really mature. Yeah. yeah. To give yeah. And he was younger than me, too. So I was like, yeah, for sure. You know, do it. So um, my ex uh, asked me to give him another chance. I gave him another chance. And he was asking me. I know. And this is like where my shitty nature came out. I lied to both of them. I told the one that I wasn't trying to get back together with him. Mm-hmm. But inside my mind, I was like, maybe I'll give him a chance. And then I was telling my ex-boyfriend that I wasn't doing anything with anyone else. And then, obviously, that wasn't true. And one time, he saw stuff, the texts that I was sending this guy. He went through my phone because he didn't trust me while I was sleeping. He went through my phone. Went Had he done that before? No. At this point? Okay. This was after I broke up with him. He didn't trust me because I would say, like, no, I'm not with someone. But obviously, he's known me for more than two years. He's going to be able to read my mind. So he read my mind and he knew I was lying and I guess like he could only believe so much as I was saying but then he looked through my phone and saw all these texts. That was the first time he actually beat me. It was at his sister's place after a party. We were like going to sleep drunk and he went through my phone and everything was great actually. He had changed. He was being really sweet. Had changed in quotes. (laughs) He was being really sweet. He was trying to change I guess. Uh, that was the first time he hit me. Uh, he punched me several times in the stomach. He punched oh me in the gosh. face. He ripped my shirt and called me a slut and called me a whore and kicked me in the stomach and oh threw me gosh. around the garage. It was in the garage and threw me against the wall. It was a concrete floor. He took my my wallet and stepped on my wallet and like and like just like grinded it all over the floor. You, you've seen my ID. You know how it's cracked, yeah. right? That's, That's from where that. It's from. And uh, he would, like, you know, slap him. And I was, you know, hitting back. I'm trying to defend myself, you know, punching him, trying to fight him off and everything, and it's not working. And then I'm bleeding from my mouth and bleeding from my face. Oh, my gosh. And I'm sore. He's punched me in the stomach and the ribs, like, a couple times by this point and throwing thrown me around. And we were crying and yelling and I was like I'm sorry like I didn't I didn't mean to hide it from you like I'm so sorry I know I love you I want you to be with me like I know you're trying to change and please don't stop like I know 
I should have told you the truth, but that's, you know, it's just something that I was going through. I just didn't want to get anything mixed up with each other, whatever. And he told me, like, even this, even if this is happening, I don't want you to, I don't want to lose you. We worked it out for the night, and then we, the next day, like, he would talk, like, he was getting over it, and, like, and he was like, whatever happened, happened. Um, just, like, let's just, just go, with, like, I'm, I'm glad that that's now in the open. We have nothing to hide from each other anymore, like, blah, blah, blah which was a lie. So we are working it out, everything's okay for the, for the time being, you know, um, everything's okay, I feel relieved now that I really haven't, I don't have anything to hide anymore, and he goes on a trip with his father down south for, um, for a week, and he calls me one day and he's like, I have something to tell you, but I want to wait till I get back. And I'm like, well, what is it? And I'll, all I can think of is, he cheated on me, he cheated on me, he cheated on me. I'm like, okay, so, and I was like, just tell me now, I can't wait. You can't torture me with this, I need you to tell me now. So he ends up telling me that he did cheat on me. And it wasn't a month ago, it wasn't two months ago, it was two years ago. At the spring break trip, before he came to Australia to see me. Wow. That was when he cheated on me, and for two years I was in the dark. And everything just clicked. This cloudiness in my head just disappeared. And I was like, now I know why he treated me like shit. Yeah. Now I know why he hated, why he was so angry all the time. Why everything happened. Like, I know why now. Why he went through your phone in the first place. Why he went through my phone. Why his friends disrespected me. Why the fuck would they treat me like anything important when they know, they were there. They saw him cheat on me. They saw what happened. They egged him on. So why would they ever respect me if he couldn't even respect me? And I'm just like, oh, this is like when people, people say that like if somebody goes through, this is just like one scenario, but if someone goes through their phone and they are very, or just in general, if they're very like accusatory towards you about like, you're cheating, you're done doing something. this, it's because yeah, they have done something wrong or they're doing something wrong and they project those things onto you. And like that's that's such a red flag for everybody, but in your head at the time you're like, there's no way, there's yeah. no way he would cheat on me. There's He's just no worried. He, he lost me so much that he just doesn't want to lose He's me. He's just protective. He's just yeah. protective. He's just possessive. Right. Trust is so important, and I, I was so paranoid, and I was so untrustworthy, and or I didn't trust him at all, and like and that's what caused everything. Like. It, as much as he treated me like shit, as much as he hid what happened from me, as much as he lied to me, I still dished it just a, like, you know, I dished my paranoia, I dished, dished my, you know, my possessiveness and my, all of that back onto him. And, and it's just all a vicious cycle. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter how much you think you're like, no, you've had no problem in this. You did something. You acted some way to cause some kind of, you know, change inside that person's head where it's like, why is this person so paranoid? Why is this person so, you know, why did they, why did they not trust me? And, well, I mean, it was merited, obviously, because he didn't tell me that he cheated on me, but at the same time, he told me that, I, didn't, I know I didn't want to lose you, I know I loved you, so that's why I didn't tell you. I'm like, what the fuck is that bullshit? If you had told me that, if you told me that you couldn't last, you, uh, the, the, basis of our whole relationship was that he told me he could last for five months without me 
and that we would pick it up right where we left off. And like, if I had known the truth, I would never have kept him going. If I had known that he was not as strong as he said he would, I would have said, you know what, let's just wait till we see each other when we get back. Right. And it, life would have been so different, maybe. Maybe I would have still been, been with him. Maybe I would have been happy, too. Yeah. I have no idea. But do you think that in looking back now, are you glad you went through what you went through in that relationship? Do you feel like you learned something? I did learn something. I learned something. No man is worth that. No one is worth it. No one is worth thinking less of yourself. And when I thought less of myself, I should have walked out on him. When I thought, I can't believe he did that to me. That was the first time I should have walked out on him. And that was at the bar in East Lansing that one night at Rick's. When he told that bar, like that waitress that he wanted to get a shot named Beautiful after her. I should have been like, yes. mm -hmm. I don't really want to see you anymore. That's really fucking weird that you said that. Yes. Yeah. Deuces, you know. All right, guys, we're going to take a little break so we can fill up our teapots. We'll be right back. And like, and even, you know, even if that he was joking, I don't want to be with a guy that has that in his personality. I don't want, I don't want that, you know? So, I'm, so we work that out. He tells me that, and I'm pissed off, right? I'm pissed off at him. And I'm like, how, how could you fucking lie to me for two goddamn years? Two years! You didn't have the balls to fucking come to my face and say I cheated on you, but I still love you and I want to be with you. Knowing me, knowing how compassionate I am, knowing how much I, I was in love with you too, you don't think I could have gotten over that? You don't think I was a big enough person to say, shit happens. You were five months, we were five, apart for five months. You know, people need have physical things. And he, one day, um, he wants to throw a party at his place. So we go there and we're, everything's fine. His friends are coming from East Lansing. Everything's having a good time. We go out that night. We came back. And once again, he doesn't trust me, looks through my phone, and he sees these pictures from when I was, went to the Dominican Republic for a medical outreach trip. Um, that was like the spring of 2015. And there's pictures where I'm like just like sitting on like, like in between a couple dudes and like I'm hugging them and like we're smoking a hookah and whatever. And he's like, did you make out with these guys? Do you have sex with them? And I'm like, we are not apart from our team for a minute. This is a foreign country. And there are people responsible for us. We're not about to spend any minutes, like, apart from each other. That night was the second time he hit me. Um, he took my phone. Oh, man. He took my phone. He snapped it in half. He, um, again, ripped my shirt off. Um, and at this point, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know why I stooped down this left, but I was, like, on the floor crying. He was throwing me, into the, like, around the bathroom, like, again, slapping me, like, punching me, whatever. Oh, my goodness. I'm on the floor. I'm crying. I'm, like, holding his leg, like, please don't make too much noise. Like, all your friends are sleeping. Like, literally, we're in the bathroom. This is the bathroom. This is his father's house. So, this is the bathroom, kitchen, and then the area, like, the sofas where everyone's sleeping. So, I'm like, please don't make too much noise. Please don't say it. He starts recording me. 
starts recording me groveling on the floor crying and I'm like I don't care but I want you to know I didn't do anything there like please don't say that please don't say it out loud please don't say it too loudly so everyone can hear me whatever that happens um and um he's like I don't give a shit like I'm done with you and I'm like upset I'm crying and like his friend comes in and I'm like I didn't do anything like you need to somehow tell you need to tell him that I didn't do anything and he's like, I don't give a shit, don't get my friends involved with this, and he was like, you go somewhere else, like, I don't care, you need to leave, and I was like, I can't leave, now I'm drunk, like, I can't, where will I go? Mm -hmm. So he's, like, doing his own thing, him and his, him and his friend are in the, in the hot tub, and I'm, like, standing there, like, like, please, like, just listen to me, I didn't cheat on you, I didn't do anything, I never cheated on you, and, like, he's like, I don't care, I don't believe you, blah, 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 like, and he was just, like, sitting there, he's showing his friend the recording that he took of me. Oh, oh my god! Showing him the recording with my shirt off, groveling, holding onto his leg, like begging him not to say anything too loudly, begging him not to start anything when his friends are there. He's showing his friend this video. And I'm just like so completely humiliated. I'm crying my eyes out. I'm sitting there crying my eyes out. It's like 2 a.m. in the morning. I haven't had a lick of sleep. The next morning again, at that point he had told me that if he had ever laid another hand on me that I should break up with him, whatever. And like almost, it's like almost like he was trying to set up another time where he could so I would break up with him and then he'd be like rid of me for the rest of his life and be like a good way to get rid of me, I guess. I don't know, maybe, I have no idea, but that was just how it went down. So that was when he told me that like we needed some space, whatever, fine, I don't even want to. And what, when is this? This is during the summer of 2015. Okay. Okay, so whatever, and the next morning, and then he's like, I'm sorry, like, I can't believe I did that again. You should break up with me. And I'm like, I don't want to break up with you. I love you. Like, it's it was always when he was drunk. When he would hit me, it was always when he was drunk, always when he was blackout drunk, like, whatever. And that's not an excuse, but... Did he use that as an excuse? No, he never used that as an excuse, but I forgave him using because it, of it for myself as right. an excuse. Like, I know that you were drunk, it's okay, that's not, you were not in the right mind, whatever, and I would always keep forgiving, forgiving him. And like the next morning, like, we went out to breakfast, breakfast with his friends, and they were like, you know, he was sleeping and stuff, so we like went out for breakfast ourselves, and like all of them knew what had happened, and it was just like, and then come fall semester, so he moves back, back up to stay, I hadn't graduated by then, right, so I come home. I'm trying to, like, you know, we're, we're, like, talking and everything, and, like, we're doing our thing, and then he's getting really distant, so I'm, like, okay, whatever, like, maybe he's just busy, he's, like, I, and then he, like, tells me, like, we shouldn't be together for a while because my finals, or it was, like, something, like, he was taking summer classes or something like that, and, it, and he was, like, my finals are coming up, we shouldn't talk for a while so I can concentrate because the two semesters that he he did know me, or two of the semesters that he did know me, he failed all of his classes. Like the first time to come to Australia, the second time when I broke up with him. So he was just not doing well in school because of me. Did he blame you yeah, for that? Yeah, he did blame okay. me, yeah. So um, he was like, I don't want to talk. I want to get some space from you. Like, I do want to like do well in school, whatever. So um, one day, um, you know that Find Friends app? Yeah, yeah like, on your phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had him on my Find Friends app, and I was like, like he was like, oh, I'm super busy, like I'm always going to be studying, whatever. So I would check it, like check on him, like normally, just to like see if I could call him or like, you know, let's just like do things separately. But at this point, I'm like, I want to be with you still, so I'm trying to like get, get him to like get back together with me, whatever. Um, and one day, it was um, the night before. I see his phone at you know the bar. Um, it was Pepino's. 
Remember Pepino's on MAC? Okay. It was like right across, it was right next to Spartan Spirits. It was like Hopcat and then the, and then the like little alley and then Spartan Spirits, right? Mm-hmm. So I see his phone and, or, and then like the apartments and then the, and the alley and the Spartan Spirits. So I see his phone <clears throat> and Pepino's. I'm like, oh, okay, they're probably getting food, whatever. I check again, like, in the middle of the night when I'm, like, about to go to bed, and it's still at Pepino's. I'm like, okay, fine. I wake up at 5 a.m., um, and it's still at Pepino's. And I'm like, why is his phone still there? And I'm like, he's cheating on me again. There's apartments right there. He's cheating on me. I know it. I just know it. His phone is there, and he's not responding. I just know he's cheating on me. So I, I went to work the next day, and the clinic wasn't that heavy, so they sent me home early. And I was checking, it was like 11 a.m. that day, and I was still che- I checked his phone again, and it was still there at the Pepino. So I'm like, oh my god, he's so cheating on me. I'm like, I'm going to catch him in the fucking act. I drive all the way from Royal Oak to East Lansing. Oh my goodness. Oh, no. To call him out. I want to walk in on him fucking, fucking some girl, and I want to be like, look at you, asshole. You're not as good as you think you are, whatever. And then I like get there, and like I'm trying to call him. I'm trying to call him. I don't know where he is, whatever. And then he messages me on Facebook like, um, so like you can send like these pings to your phone to try and hear it. So I was like pinging his phone to see if I could get the sound, find out where it was, walk into the apartment and be like, you fucking like asshole, you're cheating on me again, whatever. And um, he messages me on Facebook and he's like, why are you pinging my phone? Now whoever stole it turned it off. And I'm like, what? Like he's like, apparently someone stole it the night before and, and or he like, he like left it at Pepino's and then like went home and then like, you know, whatever. Can um, he tell that you're pinging it? How would he know? He gets an email. Oh, okay. He gets an email that it's activated. And so he's sitting there and <clears throat> he's messaging me like, why did you fucking do that? Now I don't know where my phone is. I've been tracking it all morning, like trying to find out where I can find it. If someone like turns it back on or like, you know, hooks it up to a Wi-Fi and then I can see where exactly where it is and I can go and get it. And I'm like, well, I didn't know you're doing that. I came all the way up here because I thought you were cheating on me. And he's like, I'm at like the packaging building right now. Like I'm not even there. Oh, and I'm no. like, okay. He's like, meet, meet up with me. And so I went to the packaging building. He's like, I want to talk to you. So I went to the packaging building. And he's like, I think we should break up. Like, like, you're not letting me concentrate. Like, you're getting crazy. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, fine. Because you, you have like, no reason to be worried. Yeah. And like, okay, fine. Like, okay, so you're going to Pepino's the night before. You could have told me that. You could have messaged me as soon as you lost your phone and said, I lost my phone. Please don't try and call it. Don't, don't contact it because I'm trying to, like, keep a track on it. No, that didn't happen. And he's, like, telling me that I'm crazy and that I'm picking his phone for no reason, that because I'm getting crazy and because I'm getting way too paranoid and psyched out. If you fucking told me that you lost your phone, I wouldn't be pinging it. Right. What's the problem with telling me the truth? And he's like, I still want to be your best friend. Like, I'm like, I'm like, who's going to be my best friend? Like, who's going to call me baby? Who's going to, like, you know, all that shit where you sit there and, like, wallow in your own self-pity and you're crying and whatever. And, like, I'm so lonely. I'm never going to find anyone. I'm so ugly, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And and he's like, I still want you to be in my life. I still love you. You're still my best friend. And, like, maybe in a couple months when I'm out of school and, like, like maybe we can get back together. And I'm sitting here, like, you know, he's stringing me along, right? (laughs) So come his little sister's wedding. She's getting married. Like, they have, like, a small ceremony, and there's, like, a, like a priest coming there and, you know, marrying them. And um, he's not there. Um, he's not at his own sister's wedding. So I'm asking, like, where is he? And he's like... So you 
You were there because you were invited. Yes. Correct. His mom loves me. His little sister loves me. And he asked me to come. And I was like, oh, sure, girl. I love you. And I'll, I'll, I'll come there. And I'll, I'll support you guys, whatever. So I went there. And it was a beautiful ceremony, whatever. And then I went and talked to his mom. And I was like, where is he? Why is he missing this? And she's like, oh, he's at a Tigers game with his friend. Or a Lions game with his friend. And what? so he missed it. So he missed his own fucking little sister's wedding because he was at a Lions game. And so I, like, bitched him out online. I was like, how could you do this? Like, he's your own sister. Like, it doesn't matter who's here. So whatever. He doesn't respond. And so we're, like, sitting there having dinner. And then his dad's girlfriend, she comes up to him. She's like, so why are you here? Like, why don't you really take some time away from this family? Like, I know that he's dating someone else. I'm like, what? He's dating someone else? And like how, like, how soon after is this from your breakup? A month. Okay. Probably. A month and a half, maybe? Yeah. So, he's dating someone else. I'm like, what? He's dating someone else? I thought he was stringing me along all this time because he still wanted to, like, be with me. He still wanted to, like, like patch things up with me. And the reason why we were apart is because he wanted to, like, do well in school and get a job and, like, you know, take his professional life seriously now. Nope, it was because he found someone else, and that person was not me, and whatever, and they were doing fine, and I had to find out from his dad's girlfriend. So, um, I'm finding that out, and um, that's when I spilled the beans to him, his dad's girlfriend and his mom. I was like, he's hit me multiple times, and like, they're like, you need to stay away from him, and like, you just, just take a break from this family, girl, like, whatever, and like, they're just so, god, I like, called him out on him, like, how dare you lie to me, how, like, just, if you want this to be over, then fucking make it over. Don't tell me you want to be with me and then string me along and then lie to me and then I have to find out from your dad's girlfriend and apparently he was really angry about that. Like, I didn't want her to find out, like, she doesn't deserve this, blah blah blah, like, he ever cared about what I deserved. Anyways. And he's still, like, talking to me. He's like, oh no, like, I never dated her. Like, we went and, like, hung out a couple times, but, like, I never wanted to date her. And, like, I'm asked, like, at the wedding, I'm, like, talking to his siblings and I'm like, so who's this new girl? And they're like, oh, she's really nice. Like, she's really pretty. And I'm like, oh, okay. Great. And I'm, like, crying in front of everyone. I look like a fucking idiot. And I'm like, I just need to go home. And, like, his mom's like, no, stay for a little longer. And I'm like, when I was like, I just can't do this anymore. And I texted my sister. And I was like, Aka, like, I can't believe he's done this to me. Like, this is what's happening. She, and she's like, he's a fucking asshole. Just get your ass out of there and come home. Like, I'm here for you. Like, we can talk when you get back. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I gotta go. So I left. And that was when he's like, trying to tell me, like, oh, I'm not dating this guy. I'm not dating anyone. I'm not dating anyone. I'm like then why the fuck, I'm like, who the fuck is she? And she, he's like, I don't want to tell you, like, I'm not going to tell you, like, there's nothing, there's nothing, it's okay, it's, it's, I'm not going to talk about it. And I'm like, why can't you fucking tell me? And I'm like telling him, like, do you ever want to be together, like, be with me? And he's just, like, so ambiguous and not, like, really answering the question, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever, you know, do, whatever, I just don't want to see you for a while. And come New Year's, right? 2016. 2016. Um, his little sister and little sister's best friend they're holding a party um so I get invited to that party and I'm like is he coming and they're like no he's not coming so I'm like all right great I'm gonna come there and drink and have a good time so I go to this party and getting drunk okay because I'm expecting him not to be there and I'm having such a good time and then I'm talking to his little sister and his sister goes oh yeah he's coming later I'm like what I thought you said I thought he said he was not coming he was like oh well he told me he is I'm like okay so I text him I'm like why did you tell me you're not coming? Are you coming or you're not? And he's like, I wasn't thinking of coming, but then now I am. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, I'm thinking of bringing the girl too. I'm like, excuse me? If you bring this girl, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to leave. Okay, so 
oh, okay, fine, I won't bring the girl. And I was like, okay, thanks. And then he texts me like 10 minutes later. He's like, oh, I decided to bring the girl. So he's bringing the girl, okay, and I'm like, I'm gonna leave if you come here. And like, he's still like, ha ha ha, like, okay, fine, lols, like, I'm not gonna, whatever, I'm just trolling you, or whatever. Yeah. So after New Year's, um, and I blocked him off of everything, like, I obviously felt like shit for a while. Um, my parents had known about my boyfriend at the time, and I was like, I was, I was really depressed. I was like in my room all the time, and my dad didn't know that I had broken up with him, so he was getting angry at me at that point. He was like, why don't you come and sit with your family? Like, you're so different now. Like, why can't you be a normal person? Whatever. And I'm sitting there in my room, like, crying all the time. And then, like, my mom's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, well, we broke up. And then she's like, oh. And then, like, my dad and my mom came and sat with me, and I just sobbed my eyes out for, like, an hour in front of them. They, like, helped me. They were like... And my dad said something that stuck with me so much. Like, he was like, why are you so sad about someone that doesn't want you? And that's, like, because he doesn't want me, but at the same time, like, I'm a good person. I'm an amazing person. I'm beautiful, and I'm smart, and I'm funny, and, yes. like, mm -hmm. you know, I just need to remember that stuff, and he's right. Did your parents know about the abuse? No. Do they know as no. of right now? No. Do you think you'll ever tell them? No. I will never tell them, because as, like, we, how we started out this conversation, like, they are so biased against, you know, interracial relationships and stuff that they'll just put it in another, you know, why they're bad box. He's, like, and that was something that you didn't, we haven't said yet, is that, um, not that it matters really, but he was white. Yeah. <clears throat> this stuff obviously still happens with intercultural relationships and with people that are of the same origin. It's not yeah. like they're mutually exclusive. Yeah, so... I didn't want to tell them, I don't think I'll ever tell them, because I don't want them to be like, oh, well, that's why, you know, dating someone from America is a bad thing, because it's not. I'm in a really healthy relationship with a guy that's white now, and he's perfect, and he's so nice to me, and, and you know, that's how it should be, and I've learned the value of my own opinion about not to, you know, not to ignore your gut feeling, not to you know, ignore your family, because at the end of the day, like, I know that we're all rebellious and that we think we know what's best for us, but really, like, if we're still trying to figure things out, like, your family is probably the first people you should turn to for an opinion, because they know you from a third-party view, like, you're, they're not in your head, so, like, you're not, always, you're always contradicting yourself, you're always trying to second-guess yourself, trying to be, like, you know, like, I don't know if I should do this, I don't know if I should do that, is, will people judge me for doing this, will people judge me for doing that, but, like, your parents will be like, this is right, this is wrong, this is what will fit for you, because they know you, they know you from, as a child, as you grow up, as, as you grow as a person, like, um, they see, like, the cultural, you know, how the cultural affects you, and, 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 like, my sister, when we first started dating, she's like, you've changed, like, you, like, once you started dating him, you're, like, so angry now, you're always so bitchy to me, like, you're bitchy to mom and dad, like, you've changed so much, like, I don't like him, and then my mom was like, are you sure, like, several times, she'd be like, are you sure, don't get too involved, blah, 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 and, like, I guess all this time, they were always right, you know, and, like, what I'm really happy about now is this new guy I'm dating, my sister was like, I really like him. She hasn't even met him, and she really likes him. Why? Because he's the same age as my ex, but he's got a job, he lives on his own, he just bought his own house, like, he's got his life, like, 
in some kind of plan. Like he knows what he wants and he's sticking to it and he's not faltering and he doesn't think, God, he's just great. And I'm so happy to have met him. And like, I just feel so much better about myself. And like, and even though it was really shitty for two years, I think that I learned a lot about myself and about what type of guy fits for me best. And that made me make such a, like, so much more of a mature decision in, like, the choices that I've made today and how, what I make tomorrow. And, yeah. So do you think coming from that relationship, it affected the beginning stages of this new relationship that you're in? Were you sheltering yourself a little bit more? Did you not know who you were at that point? You know, I think the time between breaking up with my ex and um, finding the new one, um, I think I got over all the pain that I felt and I learned a lot from it, grew from it. Getting with the new one was really not that hard to let him in. I, I don't think mm. I've ever really had a problem with letting people in. Okay. And like, um, I love really strongly and like all my emotions are super strong and very, you know, like intense. Um, I've heard that like people tell me that I'm intense like before and, and like I'm proud of it, you know, and some people can't handle it, but he can. He's He's taking it, like, he takes it as a, as a positive and not as a negative like my ex did, you know? Like, you're too intense, like, I can't handle it, you know? You need to tone it down versus your intensity is beautiful. Like, I, like the love that you show me is so much. Like, I'm so thankful to receive the love you give me. Like, it's just such a different perspective. And a different perspective from the person you're dating also gives you a different perspective mm -hmm. of, of who you are. And I, and like... For the two years I was with him, I was not proud of myself. And, like, being with him and, like, before I knew he cheated on me, like, I was telling myself that I was being crazy and that I was being, like, why am I being paranoid? Like, maybe I am being paranoid. Maybe I am being too crazy. Maybe I am caring too much. Maybe I should just, like, whatever, just let it go, you know? But that's not true. If Even if, even if I didn't know the truth, I knew something was wrong and I need to like people need to start trusting their gut belief like that mm -hmm. how they really feel about deep down and i should have you know taken that feeling gone home and been like you know I'm, I'm out i don't feel good about this at all but if even one thing this new boyfriend had said something like didn't sit right with me i'm strong enough now to say okay then on to the next or this is not it or this is not the right thing for now you know and i've learned that's like the maturity i've gained from the relationship i was in for two years and, wow. and yeah and just like that celebration of differences between people and accepting it and being open to how you're different and not being like, you're different, that's bad, versus you're different, that's great. Let's, you know, like that just broadens the perspective, that broadens the experiences of love and, and friendship and happiness. And, and like, that's how it should be, you know, and that's why I'm falling in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good to hear you in, like who you are, first of all, and to understand the things that make you different, like your emotional intensity. And I think it's great that you not just like it about yourself, you understand that part of yourself and you know that that's not a bad thing. Uh, I think that's really good for not just women, but like even guys that have these differences and di personalities. I think it's important that you appreciate who you are. And like you said, you celebrate the differences that you have with other people because it just makes you that much more unique. And it, it, it's important that the person that you're with also is, is as confident in themselves as you want to be or you are because 
his confidence and his own personality makes me feel so secure about every decision we do make or every every feeling he does tell me with with the, with the last one like every single thing he would say to me I would feel like there's a double meaning or there's he's lying or he's hiding something or like he's just saying that to make me feel better like there were times when he would say stuff for me and like like when I'd be like oh I want to talk to you he'd call me and he'd be like oh I just want to get you off my back he like said that to me once wow yeah and it was just like how could I have heard that and been like oh haha or like been okay with that how yeah. did I put up with so much shit when I look at myself back in the day I want to slap myself like Bitch. <laughs> but that's also so much easier said than done now that you are in a healthy relationship now that it's in the past and you can actually say it's in the past yeah he's not a part of your life anymore and you can say that easily but when you're in it i mean it's so much easier to be wrapped up in it thinking okay yeah this is what it's supposed to be like for now this is yeah. what's happening oh your love is so overwhelming it. that you you're blinded by anything else because yeah. you think these feelings are so strong and that there's, you know, nothing that can come between you. You guys will work it out. Yeah. It's meant to be. Yeah, like, if you're in love with that person, you need to let things go. You need to compromise. Like, people make mistakes. Like That's like, a big thing yeah. is where do you draw the line then between how do you how do you know the difference between where you're making compromises and what they're doing is totally unacceptable? Yeah. And I think that line becomes very blurred when you fall in love with somebody. Did you tell any of your friends at the time? About about the abuse um no i didn't tell any of my friends about the abuse at the time how soon after did you tell somebody um when i started uh dating the new guy actually because yeah because you you and i talked about it in january yeah and And that had been a few months since you guys had broken up yeah and my roommate for example i love her to death and my roommate she was there. She would be there when I would be sleeping in my room, crying my eyes out. And she would come and she would sleep, lay next to me and hold me and like, Aww. I don't know what you're going through, but I'm here for you. And I love her so much for doing that because I always like, I was so obsessed with like him not treating me badly. The fact that I didn't trust him at all is like, I always had to be around him just to like make sure he wouldn't, you know, like just to like, and I regret that so much because I love my room. I loved my roommate. I met her in Aust- like when, before we, we went on the Australia trip together and I, I we became so close and me and her other friend, her previous roommate, we're all so close now. And like, and like after I started dating the new guy, like I told them about the abuse and they were like, wow, like, I've never hated this guy more. Like, she always felt badly about him. They always tried to tell me, like, you need to break up with him. I don't think he's good for you, and I would never listen, and, like... It's something that you you have to come to... You have to come to that conclusion yourself. Like, as much as you can hear from the outside, it has to be something within yourself that's like, okay, now this has been enough. Yeah. What's your advice for men and women that are in your position? Either that they're in the thick of that relationship now, or if they are out of that relationship or thinking about it or experiencing the things that you went through. Okay, I think you should really take some time for yourself and take some time to think about what you really want and reflect on what's been happening or what is, what's been happening, what has happened, reflect on that and, and even if it's like futile take a piece of paper, write pros and cons, and write the pros and cons of your relationship. Or, like, try and remember all the instances that you've had, or experiences, major experiences you've had, and think about how you ended up feeling in those instances, or at the end of those experiences. Did you feel like shit? Did you feel great? Did you, you know, 
or like how did you come to that conclusion? Was it you fought and then you felt great? Or you know, you felt great from the start to the end? If you are not feeling happy majority of the time, then I don't think this relationship is good for you. And you need to sit down and make the mature decision and you will not be alone forever. There are other people out there for you. There is so many people in this world, even in this country, even in this state that you live in, the city you live in, goddammit. <laughs> there are so many people that are more mature than the one you're seeing now. That, And even if it's not maturity, there are more, you know, understanding, that are more willing to compromise, more open, more anything, more or less aggressive, less confrontative, anything, that are willing to, to accept you for who you are. There are more people out there, and I know it's going to suck for a little bit, and I know that maybe it took you all the strength that you had to even come out in the first place to meet this person, but you, if you did it the first time, you can do it again. And you have the strength in you to fight it. You need to sit there and you need to think about what is most important to you? Is it your own mental, physical, emotional health? Or being with that person? Because honestly, there's only ever one answer, and it's you are more important than anyone else. That was a, that was a beautiful answer. What advice do you have for people that need help liking themselves, loving themselves, and enjoying who they are? Okay. Um, when I was with my ex, I had a hard time being alone. Being alone was the worst part because I would sit there and think about what that other person, what my ex was doing and like how I was missing out on time with him and like it shouldn't be like that. There should be like a cute little separation anxiety a little bit like oh I miss you even if it's been 10 minutes I miss you you know I mean that might be a little dramatic or a little girly but like you know there's that and then there's he's having so much more fun without me and stuff like that. You know, there's a healthy version and an unhealthy version of it. And I think if you are not okay with being alone, like my new boyfriend has talked to me about, um, then you're not ready for a relationship because any relationship can end at any moment. And you don't want to go into a, a downward spiral of depression because you're not happy alone. Or lose yourself. Or lose yourself, yes, exactly. And I know that I changed. I changed and became this completely different person. Like my parents, my sister told me, and I hated it. And if, like I said before, if I wasn't crying, I was angry. If I wasn't angry, I was crying. And it was just terrible, a terrible time in my life. And I think the couple, even at the couple months between my ex-boyfriend and my new one, I feel so much happier to be with myself, to be alone, to 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 think on my own, to have alone time, to sit there in my room and like watch some TV on my laptop, do anything, read a book, anything, like sit there and stare at the ceiling and just think about life and like. You shouldn't be thinking about, oh, I wish I was doing this, or, oh, like, I mean, there's times you think that because, you know, you have plans with your friends and you can't make it, obviously, but I'm saying, like, you know, you missed, like, you miss out on things, like, you miss on things every day, but I'm saying, like, you don't want to sit there and think, like, you regret wasting your time doing something else when you should sit there and think, I'm glad I did this, I'm glad I did that, I could have done this, but there's always another chance, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just... Yeah. Like, reflect. Always sit down and reflect on, like, just every day. Maybe at the end of the day, sit down by yourself and think about the day. Like, you know, how many people did you meet? How many times did you smile? How many times did you greet someone? 
I don't know, like how many times in the day you felt happy and, and, and like just thinking to yourself when you accomplished something, you pr felt proud of yourself. And I feel that every day now. I look at myself, I, I've been working out, I lost all this weight after I broke up with him and, and like I took control of my life and my friends, like my one good friend after I told her about the abuse and about everything, she was like, I'm so proud of you for getting up and not wallowing and, and becoming this depressed, you know, nobody that you're not. You're so strong and you masked it for so long because you thought this person dictated for who you are, when you're, which he, he never did and you just thought he did. And now that you got, gained ex, uh, like perspective on your own and, and you're on your own again, you have your, you, you can, you hear your own thoughts now and not someone else's like, like insults or name calling or anything or, or, you know, paranoia or anything like that. You're sitting there and you're like, I don't have to worry about someone else. I only have to worry about myself. And you're sitting here and you want to take control of it. I feel so much happier now. I wake up in the day, I go work out every morning, and, I, and I'm more clear-headed, I'm more concentrated at work, I'm not making mistakes anymore. Like, I was making so many mistakes when I was with him because whenever I wasn't working, I was texting him, you know, and I was waiting for him to text me. And, and it was just, I think, um, alone time, if you're not comfortable being alone, then you're not comfortable, you're not ready to be with someone. And that's most important. That was, uh, I mean, an amazing answer. I think that's very true. That was great. And I'm so happy that you feel that now. Yeah. I know. Whether I, it's with him or even just by yourself, I'm just so happy that you can, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> Put the words in my mouth. Um, yeah. But that, that is something you should be proud of, for taking back your life to kind of get this second chance at living a life that you didn't think you, you could. Yeah. You know, and, and doing things that make you happy. And I guess that's part of another question I have is... Um, were you ever not allowed to do things, like hobbies that you enjoyed, seeing your friends? Were there ever restrictions put on you? No, there was not. It was not that type of, like, um, relationship. I think I think when a relationship becomes like that, it's like that person is un unhealthily possessive of you, and, and they feel like they're losing you, so they try to put more control over you. I think that's something I was doing, actually, to him. Oh, interesting. Because, yeah, I think that's what I was doing was because I didn't trust him, and I thought that... I was losing him, so, you know, when you when you think you're losing something, you try and hold on stronger. So, um, if that's happening, you need to get out, or you need to reevaluate, or just take some time apart, because because that person doesn't trust you, and if they don't trust you now, they're not going to trust you ever, because, you know, mm -hmm. that trust is something that starts from day one. So, what do you want our listeners to know about this situation that you haven't already said? What do you want people to take away from this? Um... Um, that people are all different, and that's so cliche, but everyone's different, but there are people that are more willing to accept the differences, that are more willing to, um, accept who you are, and, and you want to surround yourself with people that are, are willing to accept the differences, that are willing to, you know, like, accept you for who you are. I think... Um, you need to be comfortable with yourself first before you can try and say, share yourself with someone else, connect yourself with someone else. Because if you don't have anything established, like think about, think about like two like phone connect, like you're calling someone for example. Like if the phone, if like one person's phone is choppy and, and the signal is bad, it's gonna cut out. Like that's just what you think. You need a strong connection from both ends to keep the connection going. 
So as long as you're weak, if you're weak, then you're not going to make a connection with someone else. You need to be strong for yourself first and, and prioritize your life. That's sexy. And there is someone out there that's, that's compatible with you. And even if you're polar opposites, that's something that they'll celebrate, the differences. The, pol the fact that you're polar opposites is what's attractive to them. And if it's not, then they're not the person for you. So take no bullshit. Yeah, take no bullshit and, and be who you are and do it well. Heck yes. Yeah, That's love that. Awesome. We can't thank you enough for coming on and talking about this so openly, so freely, and so honestly. For people out there that are hearing this and experiencing the same thing, I really hope you guys can relate and maybe take action in your life if you need it. There's so many outlets that you can seek help. You don't have to suffer alone. Your friends are, are your biggest you know, supporters. Like, Even if you think they'll judge you, that's what they're there for. Your friends are there to judge you and then tell you, <laughs> stop being a little bitch about it. Or, you know, grow up here and say something about it. You know, they're there to protect you. They're there to make you strong. That's the difference between having a relationship with someone or, like, you know, an, a romantic relationship with someone and a friendship with someone. It's like, the friendship is there to, it's like your artillery, while someone you're trying to make a relationship is your ally, if you know what I'm saying. So, always turn to your friends. And if not... And I know Fuck your friends. <laughs> <laughs> you get new friends. <laughs> and like I know like for girls like us especially, they're bicultural Indian American girls that have a hard time even being ourselves in something that like, you know, with with a, a parent like a family that's rooted very strongly in, in like the motherland and everything, like I know it's hard to turn to your sister or your brother or your mom or your dad about this stuff. But sometimes it's necessary, and, like, you can be surprised how they react, you know? You know about this, Shana. Yeah. I know about this because I thought my dad would be like, that's why I never start to get into a relationship. <laughs> but that's not how it happened. He sat there and he told me, he gave me the best advice I could have ever thought, you know? Like, why are you sad about someone that doesn't want you, right? That's their loss. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, okay. oh, my gosh. No, this was amazing. We could talk about this all day. We've already been doing this for like two hours. Um, so props to the people that are still hanging in there listening to the show. For those of you who are experiencing anything like this, we want you to know that there are a lot of ways out there to get help. If you feel like you can't talk to your friends or family like a lot of our listeners, there are resources online that you can find to at least guide you in the right direction. If you're not comfortable with those outlets, you can always reach out to us or our guests. And if you request it, we can put you in touch with her as well. Any personal information is confidential, of course. We're just an unbiased third party willing to listen. Again, a big thank you to Vidya for being here. This was such a great interview, and we hope you took away something valuable from this episode. And another big thank you to our fantastically talented friend Vivek Sevak, aka Jungly, for our music today. You can check out his music at www.soundcloud.com slash jungly, and you can find that in the description of this podcast. Today's episode was written by us, produced by me, Shama, with post-production by Joe Aquino. His first episode! Yeah! Welcome, Joe! Welcome, Joe! <laughs> Go ahead and just stalk him on social media. You can find links to his work on our Instagram, at Chai Tea Party. We will put all the links in the description of this podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or a story of your own you'd like to share, Email us at chaiteapartyshow at gmail.com. We're also accepting original music submissions for future episodes, so if you create your own and would like to be featured on the show, email us. 
And if you like lavender lattes, parallel parking, or Instagrammable Indian girls, share this with someone you lust. Someone you loathe. Someone you like. Or don't like. Someone you lean on. Or don't lean on because they're a flaky ass hat. Like you, Larry. Fuck you, Larry. Cheers! It was good without the explanation.